It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Sid. I'm Tay. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 10. Whoa! Oh my god. (laughs) I don't know, we're at double digits of this uh, season already, so that's kind of crazy. You know what I was thinking about today? Sure. This is the first episode that we are recording since we had our Jeff interview, Uh but in the timeline, it's going to be like two weeks later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's fun having a backlog, but at the same time, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many. Like, I want to talk about how insane that was, but um, it's two weeks late. But hey, that was wild. (laughs) It was insane. It was like actually crazy in a really cool and fun way, but um. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Tay and I debriefed after that interview call for like a full hour. (laughs) Yeah. We were just like screaming. (laughs) I just couldn't believe that it happened. Everything's great. Yeah. Oh, God. Things are going well. Things are things are happening where I live. But yeah, it's it's very cool. I hope we get to do more stuff like that in the future. Um, Yeah. And he was just so like lovely and generous with his time and everything that he you know told us so it's very cool it's a cool experience (laughs) and now we're friends yeah we are honestly we're like (laughs) low-key friends (laughs) how did that happen i don't know man it's exciting um but what are you nostalgic for this week silly putty Ooh, that's fun remember those they came in a little egg yes it was just putty you could do whatever you wanted (laughs) i ruined a carpet multiple times with that stuff Oh, no. My mom was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Someone recently shared it, like a friend of mine. uh, Don't remember who. I apologize if you listen to this and you're like, I shared the silly putty. But I saw it and I just, my mind got flashback because that used to be everywhere. And now I feel like it's nowhere. (laughs) That's so true, bestie. Um, Maybe that's just because I'm older. Did I just not notice things? Are things still around? (laughs) I mean, people make slime now, which I feel like is the same general concept, but you can make it at home with, like, food-safe ingredients. That was so stretchy, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you could just just pull it forever. Forever. And ever and ever. But I don't know. I I just like doing things with my hands. (laughs) And so Silly Putty was nice. And I wish I had it now. What are you nostalgic for? (laughs) I'm nostalgic for the 2008 live action movie Speed Racer. Oh, you love this. I love Speed Racer. Tay has a poster of Speed Racer uh, in her house. It's a really (laughs) gorgeous piece of art that I got at C2E2 like, ooh, at this point, probably four years ago. And I only just hung it up this year. Well, when I moved to this apartment. And it's one of my favorite pieces. It's gorgeous. It's like basically a spray painted outline. I wish I could explain. Maybe I'll I'll tweet a photo of it when this episode comes out. But it's so stunning and speed racer is my favorite movie of all time and whoa i know that a lot of people have thoughts about that this is like me saying that shrek 2 is the best movie this is just a very casual like <laughs> yeah and, and frankly i think speed racer is the best movie because let me tell you what it has everything okay it's got <laughs> 
action. It's got comedy. It's got a spy thriller aspect. It's got mystery. It's got cars racing and crashing. Like intrigue, a love story. It's literally everything that you want in a movie. You know what you also just described? What? The movie Cars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I didn't. I mean. How dare you? (laughs) But you did though. No, Cars does not have a mystery in it. There's no mystery. Well, I guess if you think about the mystery of why What's-His-Face stopped (laughs) racing. You know what? That's mean. (laughs) I feel bullied. I'm so sorry. It was no, just funny because you were listing it off and then especially with in cars or like and racing. And I was like, I so, I, so does so cars. cars. Yeah. Do you, does, do, does, does cars have a ninja? Hmm. I don't think so. Maybe in cars two or three, that's but not, we don't talk not about cars one. <laughs> <laughs> So my movie is superior. Yeah. Go speed racer. It's you be- so you beat good. out cars. <laughs> I literally you beat out all movies ever. Let me just say, I literally watched the the big like ending scene where he's in the Grand Prix over like over the probably at this point, I think it was a week ago, because as soon as I like this movie re-popped into my head, because it just like leaves sometimes, besides like when I'm looking at the poster, but like mm-hmm. I was like, I want to watch that scene. And I did, and legitimately I cried. It's <laughs> perfect it's so moving like there's a million like as far as a comic book movie goes it does everything it's supposed to do it's perfect Hmm. it's beautiful it's perfect i love it um so if you haven't seen the live action speed racer go see it it's a perfect film i think i saw it a long time ago i feel like i should revisit it as an adult absolutely and perhaps i'll feel the exact same way as you I don't know. So Susan Sarandon's in it. What? <laughs> I know. What's she doing there? I have no idea. But it's amazing. I feel like because you and I just do share the same brain cells, I think. <laughs> You're going to like it. Yeah. You're absolutely going to love it. It's great. It's a yeah. great film. Be I'd time. be shocked if you didn't like it. That'd be great. That should anyway. be a bonus episode. <laughs> <gasps> Let's do it. I would Speed love an excuse racer. to watch Speed Racer. Oh, I love it so much. Um, Well... Do you want to get into it? Uh-huh. Uh, season three, episode 10 is titled Train of Fools. The episode aired on December 15th, 1995. It was directed by Jeff McCracken and was written by Michael Jacobs, April Kelly, and Susan Sherman. The synopsis is, with no mode of transportation to get to the party, the teens have no choice but to spend New Year's Eve in an abandoned subway car. <laughs> abandoned? Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> they didn't it's, just it's find a random subway car. <laughs> They they did not find a random subway car in like an uh, in in a in a warehouse district and just like hang out in it. They were on the subway. That's wild. What a choice. Yeah, I also just love that it says the teens. The teens. Yeah, it's all of them. It's all them teens. All right. So the first scene, we are in the Matthews kitchen. Sean bursts in through the back door excited because he's got a limo for New Year's Eve. Sean's doing a lot of bursting through doors in this episode. It does happen a lot. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a lot of big entrances. Um, His uncle Laszlo's stretch limo, he's not busy, so he's going to be their chauffeur. Corey is equally excited. We can go to any party at any time. Feeny then bursts in through the back door and says, boys, quick, where are your parents? Which I think is cute that he's just like, Sean is included in like, where are your parents? Like, where are all your parents? Mm -hmm. I think it's adorable. Um, Corey says they're out and Feeny's like, my cab to the airport is waiting and all I have is traveler's checks. So I, and Sean cuts him off and says, you're asking us for money, aren't you? And he says, yes, I've hit bottom. 
And Sean's like, welcome. The car horn honks. And Feeney says, please, gentlemen, if I miss this flight, I kiss my week in the Bahamas goodbye. And Corey says, Mr. Feeney, you're in luck. I just happen to have. And Sean cuts him off with, no, 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 Corey, please allow me. To Feeney, he says, would 20 bucks get you to the airport? And Feeney confirms. And Sean turns to Corey and says, let me 20 bucks. <laughs> Corey gives him a look, but hands it to him. And Sean starts to give it to Feeney, but says, uh, you know, if you thought about this ahead of time, you wouldn't be in this situation. The horn honks again as Sean like flaunts the money. So Feeney snatches it and thanks him. And Sean's like, excuse me? And then Feeney sort of yells like, thank you. And Sean's like, hey, you don't have to shout. <laughs> and Feeney like storms out the back door and Sean yells after him, Panay Raviata, and steps back into the house. And Corey's like, Sean, you just wished him a spicy pasta. Sean says, I know. And then we hear Eric yelling, oh my God, in the other room. The boys rush into the living room asking what? What's the matter? As Eric hangs up the phone and tosses it to Corey with ha-cha-cha, which is <laughs> definitely in commercials. I remember seeing that in commercials a lot. I want to say on when it was on ABC Family. So I tried to find it, but it was really hard. I couldn't find anything, but... Oh, alas, alack. Um, the parents then come in the front door and Alan's like, we heard screaming, something wrong. And Eric says, oh, dad, thanks for giving birth to me. And Amy's <laughs> like, um, I was there too. And he says, all right, kudos, mom. Get this, your firstborn, the fruit of your loom, has a dream date with supermodel Rebecca Alexa. The boys are excited and here they're like going back and forth and they say, the jeans girl, the one with the, Eric cuts them off with yes. And the yes, no, yes, yes, yes. And Corey's like, how'd you scam this? Eric says, she's Jason's second cousin. She's in from out of town. She needs a date, so she's going with me. Oh, I am just so happy. And Alan says, all those long, hard years of dating finally paid off, huh? And Corey says, well, not for her. But Eric's like, just think. When the clock strikes 12, I'll be kissing the famous blonde lips of supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philly. Oh, mommy, daddy, catch me. And at this, he just falls straight to the floor because his parents are holding groceries and therefore cannot catch him. And that's the end of the scene. The idea of them just having a limo for New Year's Eve to head to all of the parties. I was like, what parties are you going to? What parties are you going to at 14, 15 years old? Interesting. You're literally in eighth grade. Yeah. Confusing. Uh, so that was wild. Also, just because of getting a limo, because I didn't ever experience a limo until like senior year of prom. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of crazy. The little welcome that Sean says about like being at rock bottom and it's just like, yeah. welcome. Deserves more of an audience reaction. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and that goes throughout the entire episode. I was disappointed in the audience because there were actually like funny things and there was just like barely any type of laugh. And I was like, what? <laughs> throughout the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did love the, oh, dad, thanks for giving birth to me. I was like, oh, so close. <laughs> so close. So close. Um, and the fact that they referenced Jason's second cousin, but Jason's not here made me sad because I really I wanted them to bring too. back Jason. <laughs> I was like, he still exists in the universe. We just never see him again. <laughs> He's just done. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, and I do still love that Will's commitment to like the physicality things are coming yeah. back into play because that just came out of nowhere and he just fell and it was it's funny he falls face with forward. no abandon <laughs> face forward it's crazy uh, it's like honestly very cool I, I really love how much like physical stuff that Will gets to do he gets a little bit more in this episode and it's just really fun to watch yeah Um. so the next scene we are still in the Matthews living room everyone is preparing to leave for their evening I said evening weird. Amy evening. Looks, yeah. <laughs> Amy looks absolutely stunning. Um, she's wearing this like 
black like long line dress with like a white collar she looks fabulous um the boys are all wearing different variations on suits amy comments about how they used to stay home stay up late and watch the ball drop what has happened to my babies Corey's like dad she's not gonna cry now is she alan says amy mascara we don't have that kind of time and amy's like admit it boys those are great times and eric goes sure you guys got to go out i was stuck here with Corey trying to pull raisinets out of his nose Corey agrees, yeah, if it weren't for those shrimp forks, they'd still be up there. Eric says, you know, I haven't heard a thank you. Amy finishes, be careful tonight. New Year's Eve brings out all the crazies. Right on cue, Sean bursts through the front door. He loves an entrance and yells, come on, everybody, let's get crazy. And Corey to his family says, he's on my side. Sean says to Corey, Uncle Lazo and our limo await. And they all walk to the door to look out at it. And Amy asks, why does that limo look so strange? Alan says, maybe because it's a hearse. And it plays that one death song. It's like, da, 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 as the horn, which is very funny. Um, I tried to look up what that was called, and I had no way of, like, figuring out. That's what's hard, is because it's like, I know the tune of a song. I right. don't know the song. <laughs> Literally no idea what that could possibly be named. I was like, I went to search, like, death song car horn and like nothing good or useful came up it was very bad oh shocking yeah um cory goes it's cool and sean goes yeah wait till you see what's in the back seat and they leave alan tells eric he's gonna have to move his rusty car from the driveway and eric's like hey don't be mean to my lucille i love her there's nothing you can do to pull me away from her Amy says, why don't you take our car tonight? And Eric's like, okay, sure. And Alan protests and she's like, I don't want him driving that thing downtown. She gives him keys and he's like, all right, here are the flyers. You want it to start, don't you? And he leaves and that's the end of the scene. Again, this is a moment where I wrote down the audience is giving me nothing this episode <laughs> because they come down the stairs like every time that Amy has come down in like a nice outfit, I feel like it's always been they like a woo. Yeah. And there's nothing. It's quiet. It doesn't make sense. She looks amazing. Again. She does look amazing. <laughs> she looks amazing. Um, I love the fact that everyone is so dressed up for New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like, Corey's just wearing this nice little suit. Yeah. Uh, Eric's also wearing a suit. Like, everyone is just having a night on the town. My question throughout all of this, where's Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. She died. They don't even... That's such a great question because they don't even acknowledge like, oh, there's a babysitter coming for Morgan. Like, she literally just doesn't exist right now. <laughs> yeah, because... God, that's funny. They also talk about like, oh, yeah, when I... Like, I had to look after Corey. And I was like, did you never have did to you... look after Morgan too? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. I literally forget that she exists during these years because like, they literally stopped talking about her. Like, she's not a character during this part of the season doesn't she come back she like comes different back actress in this season. Yes. but like different actress she comes back i want to say it's it's definitely the back half of the season because we're about halfway through now i feel like it's maybe episode like 14 or something like that i don't know for sure don't quote me but like it's just yeah. so funny because she just disappears and it's like let's pretend like she's never she been never there. existed <laughs> even though she is in that photo on the mantle so yeah. like they still kind of acknowledge that she's there but it's like basically she like went off to like a boarding school or something for like three months and then just nobody acknowledged it You're she's so been right. at daycare the whole time uh <laughs> i did love the fact that it was a hearse i also love the death song i'm wondering have is there like a way on Google to like sing it into the Google search and then I it tried pops that. up? You I did. tried that. I tried to find 
one that did that because I remember there used to be a website where you could like tap a tune into your space bar and it would find the song for you but it didn't come up when I was just like identify song by singing website by tapping website (laughs) like nothing appeared so I was like well I guess I just won't find it (laughs) and it won't matter it's gone it doesn't Um, exist interesting uh i do think when eric hands the pliers at the end there was part of me that was like okay he has some intellect if he can make a car work with pliers alone because i don't think i could do that but then i thought unless it's literally just jamming it into the spot where the keys go because that's not bright at all (laughs) (laughs) fair fair point it's either like extremely smart in that way or it's not at all there's no in between (laughs) these are my observations of the show (laughs) So we go to the next scene. We are at Turner's place. Williams and Turner are talking about how much fun they're going to have with their at-home New Year's Eve. Just food, beer, and most importantly, no women. They start talking about the women Turner has previously been dating and trash-talking them, essentially. One's a clinger. One had too much baggage. This wasn't the year for women, but they're glad to have the night off. The door buzzes, and Turner runs to answer it, thinking it's pizza. Turns out it's one of the women he was just trash-talking. Janine, (laughs) the clinger. She comes in. She's looking gorgeous, let me just say she's wearing a stunning dress her boobs look great i'm like i'm here for janine frankly (laughs) um and says i'm not staying but i saw your light on and i know how you hate to be alone so he says no that's you janine she's like right anyway i just wanted to make sure you're okay and william says he's okay she then greets williams for the first time she turns back to turner and says jonathan you look thin and he thanks her and she's like that's not a compliment you know what would be just terrific how about if I whip you up a nice lasagna? <laughs> Turner tries to stop her. But William stops him and is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lasagna, man. Which, honestly, <laughs> same. Uh-huh. Um, Turner continues, no, that's real nice, Janine, but we got a pizza coming. So the door buzzes again. He's like, see, there it is. He opens the door and it's another woman. She says, somebody order a pizza with everything on it. And Turner, feigning less annoyance than he has, says, Valerie, another one of the women he was trash talking. She hands <laughs> him the pizza and says, a very happy new year. He closes the door and goes, somewhere. <laughs> Janine then recognizes <laughs> Valerie and they have a very excited hug that Williams is basically pushed out of the way for and that is the end of the scene it's very fun now when the scene starts and it's just the two of them hanging out just very casually not dressed up that's my kind of night that's just two (laughs) pals hanging out I loved it uh until more people showed up and then it was like oh okay now it's it is more I love the idea of her just casually whipping up a lasagna I I don't know why that was (laughs) just assuming he has all the stuff in his house for lasagna and making one quickly no that's not possible (laughs) lasagnas take time uh but also the idea that two of Turner's ladies that he's somewhat like recently dated both of them yeah and they know each other that well I was like did did this never did they come not up? talk <laughs> at all did your love lives never come up because that seems right. bizarre <laughs> i'm like and it's not like i mean maybe they just like used to work together or something and then they just like lost touch or whatever and then they just happened to both be dating john but even so they were so excited to see each other which makes me think they're a lot closer than the premise would let on right so i don't know maybe <laughs> like they seem like older like best friends or something even where it's like oh my god because like in the coming scenes they're still like hanging out and chatting with each other which if you were just like casually acquaintances with someone would not be the case right uh, in that way so just how did they not talk about that (laughs) i don't know 
I simply don't. And because they both feel comfortable coming to his house, it's like, this is all recent, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's no universe in which if a man has just dumped me, I would walk into their home. Would you like a lasagna, sir? <laughs> like, fascinating. Fa- like, I don't, I, I mean, the premise, I guess, is that they're crazy, but like, this just doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you writers. <laughs> Oh, God. What are you doing? Um, What are you doing? (laughs) You can't casually whip up a lasagna. (laughs) You can't casually whip up a lasagna. You can't walk into the house of someone who who has previously dumped you. You can't take someone's pizza for them up to their house. Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) it. What did she walk up to the pizza delivery guy who presumably was paid or some like, did she pay him? Could you pay over the phone in the 90s? Did she just go get a pizza and, and show up? <laughs> That's also weird. All of it's weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of things. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Come in close. There's a lot of things about this one that don't quite make sense. And I think we should talk about it. <laughs> This is our podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. Um, so the next scene, we are in the Matthews living room. Corey comes in the front door mad at Sean because without Laszlo's limo, how are we supposed to get to the parties? Sean's like, this is not my fault. When you see a corpse breathing, you've got to take it back. It's the right <laughs> thing to do, man. <laughs> is he wrong? <laughs> how did it get to that point, though? <laughs> because it would have had to been dead for a long time. <laughs> Um, Corey is still upset and Tobago's like, gee, guys, it's New Year's Eve. A time to celebrate, not fight. Corey says, you're right, Topeka. We're going to make this the best New Year's Eve ever. If we were dead, because then we'd have a ride, he says it, Sean. <laughs> Eric then comes to the front door with Rebecca, Alexa, apologizing about the car breaking down. She's very gracious and he's surprised. You're not mean and icy. Oh, you are a super duper model. The boys <laughs> in Topanga are excited and Sean says, oh my God, do you know who you are? You're Rebecca, Alexa. I'm a big, big big fan i'm huge she thanks him and Corey. that introduces himself and then topanga as a girl from school topanga is obviously like Corey, and he finishes she's also my girlfriend and i love her very much so uh don't get any ideas and then sean asks if supermodels have special powers can you read what i'm thinking she waits a beat and then she says yes and he apologizes immediately <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, it's the quickness of that that's very funny. Because yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh. He's like, oh no. Eric then comes over and says, I lucked out and got us the last cab in Philly. Corey asks if they can share it, and Eric's like, I'm seeing a big hairy no. Corey begs, says, without the cab, they're stranded, and Eric's like, all right, hold on. No, I tried. I just couldn't care less. Rebecca then says to Corey, I know how you feel. My older sister never took me anywhere. Then pointedly at Eric, I never forgave her. Eric says, Corp, great idea. Why don't you share our cab, bud? And Rebecca grins. And Corey's like, thanks, Eric. What made you change your mind? And Eric fake laughs and says, why don't you come on over here and I'll tell you. And then they walk a little away and Eric says, you say one sentence to me or my date, it better be help and flying out the cab window. And he says this like through a laugh. And Corey says, oh, Eric, don't you worry about that. I'm not going to do anything stupid. Hard cut to them walking back into the house <laughs> and Eric saying, Corey, how could you do something so stupid? You sent away the last cab in the city. 
Corey argues there was something weird about the driver. Didn't you see his license in the window? It wasn't even his picture. They argue back and forth for a bit until Eric apologizes for all the stupidity that runs in his family to Rebecca. She gives him a look and he says, I'm just a carrier. <laughs> she says, it's okay. I don't need to go to a big crowded party with everyone staring at us. He gives her like an up-down look and says, oh, we're going, baby. And Topanga then has the idea for them to have their own party at the house, make popcorn, watch the ball drop. Eric cuts her off with Corey, make it stop. And then to Rebecca, one way or another, we're going to be seen at that party. She says, how? What are we going to do? Take the subway? Transition cut to them all riding the subway as Eric says, great idea, Rebecca. And she's like, I wasn't being serious. And he says, well, then you lucked out because this is fun. Riding the rails on a mighty locomotive? I think I can. I think I can. And Corey says, it's nice to see you in a better mood, brother. And then through a smile, Eric says, just die. Which is <laughs> 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 so mean. Topeka says, isn't this great? There's something so exciting about doing things by the seat of your pants. And Eric says, yeah, like that guy. And points to someone off screen that they all just like shudder grossly at. They're like, oh my God. It's like very dramatic. Uh, Sean and Corey complain about feeling like someone is watching them. And then they turn and see a poster of Feeny on the subway car wall with the caption, I want you to stay in school. And they both scream. The subway stops, some people get off, and Sean kind of hurries them along. Topanga's like, what's your rush, Sean? It's only 10.30. We have plenty of time before midnight. Corey finishes, yeah, and Eric, you'll be kissing Rebecca in front of all of Philly, just like you wanted. Rebecca's surprised. She says, in front of all of Philly? And Corey nods, and Eric says, you know, I don't know where he gets this kind of stuff. <laughs> she continues, so your brother thinks of me as just a trophy? And Corey hesitates as Eric tries to, like, imperceptibly shake his head no. And then he blurts out, yes. And Eric's like, Corey. And he says, how do you lie to a supermodel? Those lips can see right through you. And, and Rebecca turns to Eric and says, oh, Eric, I just remembered. I have to go home. And then slides out of the subway doors just as they're closing. And Eric starts to yell, like, no, Rebecca, stop the train, as it starts moving. And he, like, runs along the doors and then it's it's fun. I don't know how to describe this well, but it's a funny moment. You should just watch it. Corey's like, Eric, it's okay. You can get off in the next stop, all right? There's no cabs left in the city. She can't get too far. Trust me, okay? Everything's going to be dandy. The train then screeches to a halt. The lights go out and Eric and Corey go flying a little bit. Eric fully like flies back. It's very dramatic. <laughs> He's like fully throwing his his body in all of these scenes. And I'm like, are you good? How are you okay? Um, then the lights come back up. Eric is on the floor and says to Corey, what did you do? And Corey says, nothing. The conductor comes on over like a staticky radio and says stuff that they mostly can't hear. So then when Topanga asks what he said, Eric goes, he said Corey broke the train. And that's the end of the scene. Man, this one's a long one. Yeah, it is kind of, there's a couple, like, cut transitions in there. Yeah, the fact that they didn't have a ride after all uh, at the beginning of the scene with the Hearst not working out, uh, I just wrote, bummer, you can't make it to all the parties. <laughs> because I'm still shocked that they have so many parties to attend yeah, uh, at their age. And the where are these parties that they're going to? Who's hosting these parties? Because if they were downtown, which is presumably where Eric and Rebecca were going, who's having these parties downtown when they live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, clearly? Like, where are they going? <laughs> it's just parties, Tay. The line that Corey just says, she's a girl from school. I just... <laughs> No. That's so funny. And I know it probably wasn't in the recording order, but in broadcast order, you literally had a girl kiss you in the last episode and then admitted right. to cheating, even though you didn't actually cheat yourself. <laughs> 
So don't even start with that nonsense of oh she's just God. a girl from school. So <laughs> true, bestie. Um, I loved, loved, loved the line that's just like, no, I tried. I just couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> because the way that he just stops and like looks up to he think. He really thinks about it. Yeah, yeah. It's such a clever little line uh, that it, in the midst of Eric's dumbing down, there are just some lines like this that sneak their way through and you're like, oh no, you're these are still great. <laughs> it's very brother energy too. Yeah. Like this whole episode is very is very brother heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it it totally makes sense for their sibling connection and that's just very fun because I love whenever you can actually showcase the siblings in the way. Uh except Morgan. Um <laughs> <laughs> Except the fact that uh eric keeps calling the model rebecca by her full name by her full two like both names of rebecca alexa which i found out on imdb is hyphenated so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the captions told me it's hyphenated and i was like interesting but then when it switches over to the subway really happy about the public transit aspect of it because <laughs> i wrote a lot of that this past weekend um there's nothing wrong with public transit, Rebecca Alexa. Uh, <laughs> I do love the fact that Feeney had that ad because it's like, what what is happening? Yeah. Why is this? When did he like, do that? Why is this like an authoritarian ad? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> it's it's literally the I want you like the Uncle Sam war ads when he wants them to stay in school. It's so funny. Um, like cool message, but dang, what? And the idea of just being trapped on a subway, I just I oof i didn't like it because i know that if this were me i would get hella claustrophobic just being underground stuck on a subway um but yeah i've been on a handful of subways in chicago that will just like pause for whatever reason and anytime it's longer than a few minutes i'm like actually i'm going to die right now <laughs> i do not I want to be to in die. this car <laughs> yeah yeah fortunately nothing like this where um it ends up going on for a very long time but uh mm -hmm. It's certainly, it's certainly, it's certainly a time. <laughs> the next scene, we're on the subway. Eric is freaking out about being trapped and Corey to Topanga says, look, no one's going to bother us if we act tough, okay? He loudly <laughs> says to the trade, boy, I love New Year's Eve. I'd sure hate to have to kill somebody though. <laughs> and the idea that this 14-year-old boy is going to, this 14-year-old boy in a suit and sweater vest is going to intimidate <laughs> literally anyone. Also, just like, have you been on the subway before, my guy? Like, Absolutely not. Is this your first time being on here? Who <laughs> just yells that out? <laughs> oh, man. Um, the man next to him dramatically puts the paper he's reading down and leads forward menacingly and Corey finishes with my flu virus. <laughs> Topanga makes a face here that almost feels like she's breaking character a little bit, which is very fun. Um, Eric tries to pry the door open with his fingers. He gets them slightly stuck, but is able to pull them out as the conductor says some more staticky stuff over the intercom, something they shouldn't do that re could result in death or dismemberment. Corey's like, now what did he say? He said, Corey, go out and lick the third rail. Eric snaps back and Topanga comes over and tells him to buck up buckers and says it's probably just a small electrical problem and on the bright side the city is saving on electricity Corey asks what is it with you tonight Topanga did you swallow Sandy Duncan and Topanga says that's it Corey Matthews I am sick of being the rah rah girl you try being positive all the time and using words like buckers I have demons so there wow what a rush <laughs> <laughs>
a tall black kid comes over and says, you guys don't spend a lot of time on the subway, do you? And Corey says, not on subways. That's nice. What do you think the problem is? And the kid rattles off a couple options. And Corey says, duh, to Eric, who then asks the kid how long until they fix it. He says on a holiday. It's hard to say, man. Eric then tries to use the emergency box to call the bridge, which is a ship term. As Sean comes back talking about all the things slash people he's seen on the subway, including some caters, some escaped Catholic schoolgirls, and a woman in labor. Eric slaps a tiny crab cake out of his hand and grabs him by the shirt and says the subway, can they fix what's wrong with it? Sean's like, why would I ask? We've got food, babes, and birth. Eric, the cycle of life is complete. Eric says, not without Rebecca Alexa, and then goes back to the call box. The operator tells him to get off of it because it's for emergencies only. And he's like, this is an emergency. I am right now missing my date with supermodel Rebecca Alexa. The box guy is like the jeans girl. And Eric confirms the box guy said, life's tough. Ernie, is that a crack cake? I said that sentence so weird. The box guy is like the jeans girl. And Eric confirms and the box guy says, life's tough. Ernie, is that a crap cake? And Eric says, no. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> so jumping back, I know we kind of touched on this. Just again, Corey, what the hell? <laughs> Just <laughs> saying, gonna kill somebody. Just hush. I loved, love Topanga's thing about like, you try being the positive one all the time. Because yeah, toxic positivity ain't it, Topanga. Let it out. <laughs> um, and the fact that it was like, I have demons, so there. And I was like, yes, I love you, Topanga. <laughs> She's just great. Whenever she has these little moments, it's 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 wonderful to me. Um, I love the fact that Sean is having a wonderful time on the subway. Like yeah, he's man. just he's vibing. He's ready to just have a a great New Year's Eve. A great uh, time. Nothing can stop him. He's meeting so many people. Uh, <laughs> he's just having fun. But I did dislike the line of the "We've got food, babes, and birth. The cycle of life is complete." <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's Sean. Yeah, it tracks. I did think, as a final note, I thought the man uh, in the conductor thing, when he said life's tough, I thought he was going to say, get a helmet. Get a helmet. And now I'm wishing that he had. Like, I kept waiting for that, and then it just transitioned. Because that would have been, like, a great little running gag of life's tough, get a helmet. That would have been nice. For more people than just the two of them. But especially in this type of brotherly episode, it would have been a nice callback. Um, so we go into the next scene. We're back at Turner's. The girls are on the couch gabbing about how Turner dumped them. Apparently, the exact same way. Yikes, Turner. He says, if I'm so horrible, what are you both doing here? And Williams is like, don't bring them down, man. They're having a good time. And he goes to sit with them until Turner calls him back into the kitchen area. And he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be helping me get rid of them. And Williams is like, they're not going anywhere. We might as well enjoy it. And Turner says, you do that. Meanwhile, I'll light myself on fire and do a happy dance. The girls laugh from the couch. And Williams like looks at them lovingly and says, there's something so nice about being around women Turner says the reason we planned this night is so, is so we wouldn't have to be around women Williams looks at him then back at the girls and says I lied and that's the end of the scene it's just it's such a random b-plot I just love the fact that he has like the same ways to dump these women yeah like, to a T because they're even like oh with you like this way and like they keep yeah. agreeing it's like well if it isn't the consequences of my own actions <laughs> <laughs> And I do love that Williams and Turner have this relationship where Williams is just like, nah, I love where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually fun for me. I like this. I'm actually having a good New Year's Eve with all of this happening. (laughs) 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 Which is very, very good. It's it's big friend energy, which I Mm -hmm. I love. Big best friend energy. Yeah. Um, Now, I think we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more of Train of Fools. 
Hello, everybody. It's Sid. Welcome to The Midroll, the spot where we do announcements, Patreon shoutouts, featured ads, and anything else we want to talk about. So first things first, we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the lost years pod. There are three tiers available. $2 a month is light nostalgic. $6 a month is friend of the pod. $10 a month is sweet little idiot. All tiers come with the same benefits. It's merely just a pay whatever you want type of situation. The bonus content on our Patreon includes early access to episodes, bi-weekly talkbacks, bonus content, behind-the-scenes content, Patreon shoutouts happening right here in the middle of the episode, all kinds of good stuff there. Once again, patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. We also have a coffee account. If you'd like to send a few bucks our way at the end of the month but don't want to commit to a monthly donation like the Patreon, you can send it our way at ko-fi.com slash thelostyearspod. Thanks. We appreciate you. Okay, do you have water nearby? Get some. Need a little snack? Treat yourself. You deserve it. Thank you for joining us. Let's get back to the episode. Toon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. And we're back. So the next scene, we are still on the subway. Eric is trying to get a small child to presumably run through the streets of Philly looking for Rebecca. It's like kind of unclear. He's going to lower the child down somewhere, but I'm not sure exactly where he's planning on lowering him. It's strange. The child's mom comes and takes him away from Eric. Uh, Sean comes back in from another car and yells, okay, Mrs. Janelli's real close. Does anyone here know anything about deliveries? And there's a pizza guy just sitting on the train. He says, you pizza guy you'll have to do come on and they dramatically run into another car eric is moping and topanga sees him and tells Corey to go talk to him he gets up to go do so and when eric sees him he says you you're the reason for all this you glommed onto my cab and sent it away you told rebecca i wanted to kiss her in front of all of philadelphia thus foiling my divine plan and Corey goes i'm sorry your night with her didn't work out okay eric sighs and says all i wanted was a big party with a lot of people having a good time Corey shoots back. You think this is how I wanted to spend my night? I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to have a good time down here. Sean then comes back in with a New Year's Eve hat on and says, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a great time. Oh, and that pizza guy says I'll have the baby delivered in another 30 minutes. Gives me plenty of time to check up on those parochial girls. I told them my uncle was the Pope. And he just kind of chuckles and leaves. Corey says, well, I guess some people can have a good time anywhere. So Eric, if you just want to sulk and feel sorry for yourself, be my guest, okay? But I'm going to make the best of it because I'm here with my friends and that's what's important. Eric's like, fine, you do that. I'm going to use all my brain power to will this train to move. And then he like thinks really hard for a second and then says, ah, fooey, I need a bigger brain. And then he was looking for that kid he was harassing before and that's the end of the scene. (laughs) I really love to just run like the wind, Teddy. (laughs) This this kid that he's just met. Kid is also just seemingly going along with it. Like not actually doing it, but he's like, huh. (laughs) It's like, yeah, sure, strange man. But again, just... Sean just really fitting in and also just helping out like what a cool kid 
it occurs to me that as a kid who grew up with just like kind of a lesser than Corey and Eric had, mm-hmm. he probably just found ways to entertain himself all the time as a kid. So he's probably right. just like, yeah, this is fine, man. I'm stuck in this place. Whatever. I'll find something to do. Yeah. And also because like uh, growing up in a house that's like Corey's, uh, Corey and Eric's versus like Sean growing up in a trailer park. Sean also just met, not like confirmed, but what I'm assuming to be just like entire new groups of people just all the oh, time. Oh yeah, regularly. And so absolutely, like he's just he's just used to it, uh, and also kind of in the ways of entertaining himself. Uh, so it's he's just having a fun time. He's ready. <laughs> this is Sean's moment. Um, what a <laughs> yeah, trooper! Very cute. Um, so the next scene, we are at Turner's place. Williams is all cuddled up with the girls. He's like talking smack on Turner as he gets up to leave. Williams asks where he's going. He says, I don't know, thinking the roof. And Williams says, well, remember, tuck and roll. I think that's a jumping off joke. I don't really get the context. Yeah. The girls really laughed at it, though. Yeah. Weird. Writers, why? <laughs> it's, we- it's weird. Um, Turner says, hey, Eli, I made a New Year's resolution. I hate your guts, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> William says to the girls, the man is obviously not a people person. As Turner goes to leave, there's a woman sobbing in his hallway and he's like, Lynn? He says, Jonathan, I just need some closure on our relationship. He's like, what relationship? We only went out once. She cries harder and says, why are you being so hostile? I just need to be <laughs> with someone who will listen to me. <laughs> she's very funny um he calls out to williams and says incoming and scoops her into the apartment as he leaves and closes the door behind him the group on the couch all offer her champagne and that is the end of the scene what a b story honestly i just love that all of these women are just bonding over this (laughs) they're like really cuddled up with williams at this point like he's got a let he's got an arm on one of the women's like over her lap and then the other woman's or the other woman he has his arm around and then she's got his hand or her hand on his lap it's like very crazy to me yeah just a just a wild new year's eve that kind of just came from nothing uh poor turner (laughs) (laughs) he just wanted to have a fun night with some pizza and a friend just hanging out now he's got to deal with three women all at once that he's dated and his friend is just (laughs) egging it all along which is truly egging it on truly (laughs) like this is so fun like i don't know why he doesn't like thelma and louise Um, so the next scene, we are back in the subway. Eric is still sulking, but there is a proper party on the subway now. There's music. Corey's telling everyone where food and dancing is. And the kid from earlier, the the tall kid from earlier is like, hey, man, I thought tonight was going to be a wash, but you pulled it together into a party. And Corey's like, a what? And the kid says, a party. And Corey goes, oh, cool. Thanks. And then the kid that announces to the car, let's give it up for the man who put together this little underground party. And everyone in the car goes, what? And he says again, <laughs> party. And they all go, oh, and they cheer and keep dancing. Corey's greeting more people and he has a tray of food in his hand. And then Topanga walks up to him and gives him a kiss. And he's like, whoa, what was that for? It's not even midnight. She's like, I know, but they're passing out garlic balls. And I wanted to get a fresh kiss in. Eric then skulks up and says, can I get one of those? And Corey replies, a lot of garlic. And Eric says, yeah, like I got somebody to kiss. Corey's like, look, I said I was sorry. And Eric's like, no, 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 I'm over Rebecca Alexa. You know why? Because I dumped her. I can do better than her. You know what else? I don't even believe me. And he takes a garlic ball and skulks back to the corner. Corey follows him and says, you know, I was thinking. Everyone always makes such a big deal out of New Year's, right? But why? They never turn out the way you planned, especially for us. Remember that night we tried to make popcorn in the radiator? 
Eric laughs and says, how could I forget? Mom and dad freaked out on us and the walls popped for weeks. And Corey laughs too. And Eric continues, how about the year we let that blonde babysitter curl your hair? <laughs> Corey's like, oh yeah. Hey, what's that going away? And he starts fiddling with his hair. And Eric's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric says, yeah, we had a lot of lousy New Year's together. Corey agrees, and Eric finishes. They were all pretty good, though, especially this one. I mean, big party, a lot of people dancing, having a good time. Thanks, man. And the kid from earlier then, like, quiets everyone down so they can count down to New Year's. They count down from five. Everyone cheers, and Sean bursts in, like, good news, everybody. Twins! And is like, Mrs. Janelli had twins? And Sean says, no, but I do. Two schoolgirls then come in. He says, this is Linda and her sister. More Linda. Which is, honestly... Sean, <laughs> why, man? <laughs> Come on, man. Just learn her name. They're right there. More Linda was probably more syllables than her name. Her name's probably like Beth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Truly. The brothers wish each other a happy new year and they hug. And then Corey says, as much as I'm liking this brother brother moment. Uh, and Eric says, yeah, yeah. Go kiss your girlfriend. Corey thanks him and walks over to give to Peg a kiss. It's very sweet. She's like dancing and he taps her and he, she turns around and says hello. And then she says it back and then they make out. I watched this kiss like three times. I thought it was so cute. I'm like, oh my God, my babies, my little babies. Um, Eric looks on and then a woman in a maid costume walks up with a tray, taps Eric and says, quiche. And he says, don't mind if I do. And then grabs her and makes out with her no which is bad and horrible um but she's into it because it's television so she throws the tray and kisses him back and that's the end of the episode proper yeah um consent first off i did really love this brother bonding moment at the end because yes Corey did kind of mess up eric's time but also eric kind of like it was all just a mess to begin with like he had these crazy expectations and he was just using uh, rebecca alexa for his own you know social gain or just trying to be cool and not actually being nice and that sucked so it was nice to just kind of have it like leveled out of like hey we're both just stuck down here and you know we're just having fun together and like we can make the most of this and that was just nice and i loved all their reflections like the the curling of the hair made me laugh yeah it's just, very funny it's just ben's hair <laughs> <laughs> um i love like he didn't even have to kiss to at midnight i also rewatched that kiss because i thought it was really sweet it's and also so because cute. like he kind of pulls her in and then they just yeah. like it's it's really really sweet it's the um, sweetest little kiss and then eric just ruins it at the end with yeah. just this non-consensual thing i know that again like yeah haha it's for television and but that's also like the frame that they ended on is cory and topanga Corey like and topanga, looking like, like smiling like, off uh, at it and it's like no yeah. <laughs> it sucks it sucks really bad and we don't condone it okay it's bad it's bad and it sucks but there were other good things in this episode. but yeah but the rest of the episode was silly and fun it is still a sitcom people ha 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 give us a break <laughs> We didn't write it. It's the nineties. Yeah. It's the nineties, baby. Give us a break. We're just we're just rehashing it for all of you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so end credits. We are back in the Matthews kitchen. Feeney is back from his trip and very tan. He bursts in the back door asking you for more money, once again for his cab. The parents don't have anything on them and tell him to just have the cabbie take him to a bank. Feeney's like, I would, but I don't want to spend another minute with this driver. He looks nothing like his picture. Corey and Sean then come in and Corey asks how it's trip was as amy says maybe the boys could lend you some money and sean says oh a little short again george 
And Phoebe thinks for a second and then says, I'd rather risk my liver and leaves the kitchen. And that's the end of the episode in full. I love, this is like the smallest little thing, but I love that Corey and Feeney have the same idea of like, I don't, I don't I, trust, I don't trust the guy. Like they, they <laughs> both had the same idea with presumably the same cab guy. But I just love, it's, it's really nothing. But they just have that little connection in this episode. Yeah. And that's fun. I do love that Feeney just needs even more money. And it's, it's the boys that are <laughs> going right. to be providing for him if he actually went through with that. That was just a fun little way to end the ep. Yeah. Well, what was the lesson, Sid? You know, sometimes things that you plan aren't going to end up the way that you initially thought they would. But just kind of rolling with the punches and making the most out of things can also be great. And can be some of your best memories if you let it. <laughs> That's a great lesson. I love that so much. Well, we've arrived, friends. It's the end of the podcast. I know. Isn't that crazy? We're already here. Welcome. I love just anticipating whatever this ending is going to be, however you decide to introduce it, because it changes every single episode. <laughs> If you want to follow us on social media you can find us on twitter and instagram at the lost years pod where we share when the episode drops we share fun memes we also ask what you are nostalgic for and this week i decided to ask what was your favorite class in grade school mm. i don't know why i was thinking about it. i think it's because it's like the end of the school year for kids oh, yeah. that are in school right now and it just made me think of it um so true at Cal's Calzone's Friend of the Pod. Friend of the Pod. Said, I had a really great writing teacher in fifth grade. Monday through Thursday, we were taught writing, but every Friday was a random lesson. We learned chess, juggling, tongue twisters, really anything. I still keep in touch with that teacher to this day. Wow. That sounds amazing. That's so cute. I love the idea that it's like, yes, we have to learn, but also we're going to learn other things <laughs> that are not in the curriculum. Juggling? Yeah. Tongue twisters. What wow. what a class. <laughs> That's such a cute fifth grade, man. A time. Uh, at Hey Sherry Pan said, I adored my art and music teachers, especially once we got to fifth grade and got to play the xylophones at the Christmas program. And my art teacher fully embraced my need to draw grass pink. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, man. I still remember my grade school music teacher. She was the best. Her name was Miss Meyer. And she was best friends with my orchestra teacher. And so they would always just like do stuff <laughs> like during our classes um and then at joe jb schaefer said visual art mm. there you go all right thank you i think i think mine is probably my fifth grade math class just because i really loved that teacher miss hudek 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 i don't remember how we pronounced her name correctly but i do remember her name was like hudek or hudek and I think that was actually a point of contention for like everybody. Like nobody knew how to properly say her name. She was like, "Either's fine." And we we're like, "No, your That's name." That's not though. how that works. <laughs> yeah, um, but she was the best. She was my my fifth grade math teacher. But she was also just like the teacher I had that year who like really took care of me because um, I I mean my parents were like in a weird part of the divorce at that point like they weren't they were technically speaking still divorced but they were constantly still fighting over me and my sister for various mm. reasons um and i was old enough that i was like still dealing with like being the go-between for that this has gotten like really sad i promise you i'm fine um and so my teacher that year miss my math teacher i don't know what made me like tell her everything that was going on with me but i would just like eat lunch in her classroom and she would just be like yeah babes Let's talk about it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the main reason. And I also really liked math when I was a kid. I was I was very good at math up until like my senior year of high school, and then I was bad at math. 
junior year of high school. That was bad at math. But um, yeah, I I think that's why I liked that class and that teacher the most. I love it. Yeah. What's yours? Do you have one? I don't know. I have like <laughs> one that's just like related to other people's talking about music. Like my choir in elementary school was the best because uh, that teacher ended up also going to middle school with us and we didn't know that that was going to happen and I don't think that she did either um (laughs) and then it was just a fun little transition but yeah I loved my choir class but the other one and this is weird is in high school uh which was my world war ii class (laughs) um you had a whole class for world war ii I had a whole class for World War II. It was an elective. It wasn't just part of history? No. So with like certain electives, like I took, I remember taking like an advertising class, like I took some other things, but then like one higher level history class was just World War II and I took it and our teacher was Mr. Carlton and he is one of my favorite teachers today. Like he's the one that wrote my college rec letter, like love him. He was an awesome teacher and actually just like, he was also, we had like a weight room at our school. And so he was the (laughs) overseer of the weight room and everything. And just like making sure that we were all actually using everything properly in there because we were high schoolers. Um, But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Some of the projects that I made for that class were like some of the most creative projects that I ever did in grade school. So I don't know. That was like one of the first times that I ever built a website. And so that was for a presentation that I did. And that was crazy. But I don't know. It's a weird one. But yeah, probably that. (laughs) I love that for you. Yeah. Wild. And also cute. Well, yeah. Thank you for those <laughs> submissions, everybody. Thank you. Um, you can also email us at thelastyearspod at gmail.com. We will read your email on the show. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us what you're nostalgic for. Tell us tell us what the weather is like where you're at because it just got real crazy in Chicago. So I'm curious. What are you guys dealing with where you live? Let us know. Um, you can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Good Pods or anywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe wherever you get them as well. It really helps us out, helps people find the show. Tell a friend if you like our show, talk to all your friends about it so that more people know about it because we would love to have more friends here with us in the nostalgia place where we're nostalgic for things. I am sorry. (laughs) The nostalgia place? (laughs) The nostalgia place where we're nostalgic for things. Can that be our merch somehow? Can we make that something? Yeah, it's just the nostalgia place. We're nostalgia. But nostalgia. Can we do that? Actually, can we take the the font of the good place? That's probably, I mean, it's just a font, right? We can't get in trouble for that. They don't own the font. They don't own font. The font exists. Right. Of the good if place. we can figure out what the font for the good place looks like and then make our merch the nostalgia place. I'm actually down. That's kind of cute. Colin, are you listening? Colin. I know you are. You listen to our show. Podboss. Can you help? Boss, we have merch. <laughs> we have an idea. Um, also, there were, I can't remember who exactly, but to the people that sent in what they were reading and what they're actually listening to. Uh, thank you because that was just also fun to read on our social media i loved that yeah thank you to the scavengers network for having us on the network you can check out other cool shows like haha it jams for thee and fmk (laughs) all day on www.scavengersnetwork.com i only laugh because it's our other show and it's funny to promote (laughs) it Like it's it feels the way that you did it. It's just, it feels wrong to promote it, but it's also like, hey, go listen to it. 
I mean, there are three other people on it. It's not like we're just promoting our other show. And the McElroys promote their shows with their wives on their on their podcast. I know, but it's just funny because it's us. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Our personal handles are in our show handles. But if you want to find me, twitch.tv slash it's Um, That's where I am on the internet. I think... No, it doesn't start for a few more weeks. I was going to start saying... I was going to say that I was going to start re- live tweeting the um the bachelorette when it comes back on but i don't think it comes back on for another two months i don't think it starts until july so never mind um but they are doing a new critical role season of exandria unlimited that brendan lee mulligan's hosting and i don't know maybe i'll get a little cheeky and watch that live we'll see how i feel and maybe i'll live tweet it so Tay's live tweets is where you can find that at Tay's live tweets if you want to if you want to hang out over there. Yeah, if uh, th- that's funny. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> because I was also jazzed about the Critical Role uh, Xander Unlimited stuff. Uh, yeah. Just the cast blew my mind. So I'm excited. That's a four-part miniseries, so it's manageable. Um, yeah. But at Sid Live Tweets, follow me. Engage with me. <laughs> uh, and also on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Sudsley. Um, I know that Dan and I are going to be getting back into Stardew uh, okay. from the Scavnut. So if you want to, I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but I think it's like May 22nd is when we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think so, it's that week, which is uh, actually great. So we just talked about Tune in the this Sunday <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're listening to this. But yeah. Yeah exciting stuff all right well i think that's everything we've had quite a time recording this podcast let me tell you but we had a great time doing it and i hope you had a great time listening yeah yeah all right well sid's gotta go eat dinner so <laughs> it's 8 p.m here now <laughs> oh my god um we're in two different time zones for the first time in a long time yeah Okay, well, I think that's everything. So um, thank you so much for listening. And until next time. You're Tay. You're Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. Go to therapy. Oh, you stole it. (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) Do it. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.